Welcome to Board Gamers Anonymous, episode 173, World Cup of Sci-Fi Game. We'd like to thank our brand new Patreon backer, Ev, for joining the BGA team. You rock. You're listening to a proud member of the Dice Tower Network, dedicated to bringing podcasters together for the greater good of gaming. It's sort of like Voltron, but with better lip syncing. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome to Board Gamers Anonymous, the podcast about board gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Chris. And this is Anthony. Anthony, is that time of year again? Or that time every four years? It is the World Cup of Science Fiction Games. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm excited for both, both the real World Cup and our World Cup. More our World Cup, though. Of course. And it has lasers. It has lasers. It has lasers and space lions. We win. Soccer, you suck. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I could say that. It's a board game. We have a lot of fans in Germany. They're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> All of our European fans and South American fans and such, like, we're big football fans, so... There's another thing we have in common, but we thought about taking our two loves and sticking them together. And of course, who doesn't love a bracket, man? You love a bracket. I love a bracket. They love brackets. We clearly love brackets because anytime we have an opportunity to make a bracket, <laughs> we do it. We At least once a year. And then every four years, at least twice a year. So yeah, we're going to do it. We got 32 sci-fi games, guys. We're going to narrow them down, pick the best one. Do you think eventually our, our name's just going to become Board Game Bracket Anonymous or something like that? Mm, bracket Gamers? Board Bra- Brackets? Hmm. That's a good thought. Let me think on it. We just do brackets every week, man. Brackets about everything. Just might be a thing. It might be a thing. Or people... <laughs> you never know. It could be the new top ten. It could just be brackets. Just all about brackets, man. What's the bracket this week? It's about potato chips. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's get on to the rest of what's going on with BGA before we get on to the brackets. Let's talk about some things that have happened with us. So first off, we want to let everyone know, if you don't know already, our obsessive conversation about the upcoming Origins Game Fair at the time of this release. It'll be just a couple of days. So if you're on your way, hopefully you're listening to this episode as you head down there. And as you're enjoying the great Origins Game Fair that's happening, Anthony and I will be there. So you might catch us walking around the convention hall, playing a game. Definitely come by, stop by, say hello. And if you'd like to get a chance to sit down with us, and we would love to get a chance to sit down with you, join us at our meetup at Origins. So we have an event page already on Facebook. So if you check out our Facebook page, you will see that there's an event currently posted for Thursday. June 14th at 7 to 10 p.m., we will be at Brassica's, and that's at 680 North High Street in Columbus, Ohio. It's basically less than 10-minute walk from the convention center. We'll be there at 7 or probably a little bit before. So if you'd like to hang out with us, talk about the newest and funnest in games, please be sure to RSVP so this way we know how big of a table to get or multiple tables. Anthony and I are pretty low-key people, so it's not going to be a crazy situation. The place has fantastic food, and we just want to have a really cool conversation and get some games to the table. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we, we've eaten here several times in past years, so we've, we've quality tested the food. But more importantly, <laughs> there's plenty of space. We can hang out. Um, look for the two guys in the black BGA shirts. We will be branded <laughs> have we bracketed the food yet can we bracket the food while uh, we're there no now we have to bracket the food <laughs> <laughs> that's our thing now everywhere we go we bracket things we're gonna bracket everything okay <laughs> my ocd says now we have to do it yes <laughs> <laughs> bracket gamers anonymous here we go done like, why are you lined up all our food this way it has to be done give us one of everything why you don't want to know <laughs> So join us for the insane fun that we have as we bracket our food at the table. So there's still a chance to sign up for that. You can sign up even the day of. So I know many of you are coming out there not too sure what your schedule might be or what you might be seeing. This will happen after the convention center shuts down for the night. So it's a good time to get a bite to eat. 
And Anthony and I have been to Origins many times, so please stop by, talk to us. We have plenty of kind of advice on how to survive a convention. And actually, on our next episode, we'll talk more about that. All right, so until we see you at Origins, don't forget our Facebook page where you can get all this great information about the upcoming event, about our question of the week, and especially basically everything that's going on with Team BGA. Don't forget we have our website, an incredible website, BoardGamersAnonymous.com. Of course, there's always all the social media, so Twitter, you can follow us. Don't forget we have a guild on Board Game Geek, iTunes, and Stitcher. We would love to have a review from you, and especially thanks to our Patreon backers who allow us to bring you this episode ad-free, allows us to do amazing things. And I just want to kind of put something out there for a second, which is we have a big, big, super big announcement next episode, so be sure to listen to that because I think that's going to pretty much blow you away. And once again, thank you all for listening. Anthony, we have a great episode. We're blowing past the acquisition disorders and our games of the week. We're going on to our feature review. We are talking about our bracket. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how this is set up? Okay. Yes, this is the part I've been waiting for because this is Bracket Gamers Anonymous. Woohoo! And brackets are us. So we, again, we did this uh, four years ago. I don't remember exactly how we did it because that was pre-spreadsheet. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> We now have a big, big, fancy spreadsheet that tells us what we do every week. All have a spreadsheet. All have a spreadsheet, indeed. It has, like, I think 52 tabs in it now. It takes a while to load. So this is one of the tabs, World Cup 2018 sci-fi games. And how it's going to work is we have eight groups of four games each. We've picked 32 sci-fi games. These are taken from the top-listed games on BGG, but curated a little bit. So what we were looking for is games that are science fiction and, to some degree you know, a little bit more fantastical. So not like hard sci-fi, not like a game about the space program necessarily. Um, we have a couple games that might skew more towards that. But, you know, we're talking like aliens and space travel and other planets and spaceships and the, that kind of stuff, you know. And we tried to keep the number of IP games in here to a relatively limited number. There are a good number in here, but it would have been very easy to, to go down the rabbit hole of here's three Star Trek games and here's all five Star Wars games. And, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there and we hopefully have picked some of the best, but they're not all here. So if you don't hear your favorite IP game on here, um, that's why we had to pick the ones that we thought were kind of the top of the pack for this particular bracket of 32. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through each pool. We're going to list off the four games in that pool. And then we are going to argue it out, pick two of them. And then those two are going to move on to the bracket phase. So once we've picked 16 games out of the 32, narrowed it down to half, um, we will face them off one at a time until we have one left. So there you go. We've got kind of a two-parter here, but we're going to jam it all into one episode because we're excited about the bracket. It's a bracket, but we got to get to the bracket first. So, <laughs> One day we'll have to bracket all our brackets and see which bracket rises <laughs> to the top of the brackets, Anthony. Well, let's see. We're up to like six or seven, so <laughs> you need at least 16. So we could get there in the next couple of years. We could get there. Yeah, I, I mean, these brackets are a lot of fun, and they're each and every one of them, they're different. Our entire catalog is available. So please jump back and listen to our previous bracket episodes because they're evergreen. They're, they don't go old, and they're a lot of fun, especially the bracket episodes because brackets, 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 Anthony, brackets. Brackets, brackets, brackets. Also, before we move on to the actual bracket, um, we, we had a contest with this one. We always like to have contests when we do the brackets. We want to see what you guys think <laughs> is going to win. And uh, this time around, we had a contest. And as of the recording of this, it is still running. So this is the kind of the... Uh, inside baseball uh, podcast work but at the end of this episode we are going to tell you who won that bracket if you're listening you may know if you've won that bracket that the whole idea is you're getting people are getting points for all the correct picks from each of these groups and then they get bonus points if they pick the ultimate winner correctly so whoever gets the most points is going to be the winner if somehow we have a tie it's randomized so the, the dreaded die will come into effect. Oh, but, no. <laughs> well, first, we're going to reveal the bracket oh, okay. and the overall winner. And then we will tell all of you uh, listeners and everybody who entered the contest who actually guessed it right. All right, Anthony. So let's finally, finally get on to the best part of the brackets. The bracket. So who do we have for our pool A? Pool A, we're going to kick things off with the 
800 pound gorilla, quite literally, uh, Twilight Imperium, fourth edition. Then we have Galaxy Trucker, Core Worlds, and Jump Drive. Ooh. So this is a interesting mix, right? Yeah, I mean, in particular, we should mention that we stuck with real space sci-fi. So this is not necessarily kind of just general Earth technology. This is kind of like a galaxy far, far away. So we got four great galaxies. Wow, this is kind of a tough one because we literally have one of everything, right? While Imperium is the big 4X, Galaxy Trucker is a pick up and deliver. Core Worlds is all about the deck building and Jump Drive is just an amazing, I guess, small player count game, but it's it really utilizes a lot of the great mechanics for Race for the Galaxy. I don't know how you don't say Twilight Imperium 4. So Twilight Imperium 4. Yeah, I think that was easy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have some love for Jump Drive because given this the fact that I could probably play 20 different Jump Drives and the time it takes to play Twilight Imperium 4. Hard to say that, but Twilight Imperium 4, miniatures. The board is great. The cards are great. The mechanics are great as, as far as picking the different uh, actions you can play and the different asymmetrical player powers. Everything's just fantastic in that game. We're just going to pick our top two from each pool. This one's easy. Twilight Imperium 4 is just ridiculous production of a game. I got a chance to sure. play this again a few weeks ago, and oh, it was so good. So... It, like immediately leaving after five hours of playing this game, I was like, when are we playing again? Can we play again <laughs> right now? Do we have enough time right now? So that one's easy. The other three, however, I think are kind of on a similar line. We've got Galaxy Trucker, Core Worlds, and Jump Drive. What do you think, which of these beats the other two? Well, I guess I said, for me, Jump Drive utilizes so much of a great 4X system in a very small package. So you can settle, you can conquer. There's some military action that comes into play there. It's a deck of cards, and it's really just a deck of cards. So that's a lot of fun. It's a really small price point, and you get a lot out of that. And I'm, I've been really impressed with this. I think you showed this to me in the first one I play. I'm like, I'm buying this. Like, I just got to buy this because it really does a lot of things very well, whereas Galaxy Trucker is a little clunky, to say the least, and Core Worlds, while a very good deck builder game, is probably a little too generic to kind of like really embody what we talk, what we think about when we think about sci-fi games. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Core Worlds, like you said, it's a little bit bland. Jump Drive is, I mean, it's in that Race for the Galaxy universe, so it's got a lot of that cool stuff. And then mm -hmm. it's, as a game, fantastic and kind of fits the other end. So yeah, I'm agreeing with you on that. All right, so a nice galactic kind of uh, settlement that we went on for that first round. No, no, no uh, laser beams or no uh, kind of quantum torpedoes. So pretty good. Yeah, no fighting yet. All right, so now we move on to pool B. So take us there, Anthony. All right, so this one has Cosmic Encounter, Roll for the Galaxy, Star Realms, and Among the Stars. What do you think? This is a tougher one for sure because. Each of these games really does a decent job as far as space and alien encounters. Cosmic Encounters, especially because, obviously, Encounter, once again. What I really love about Cosmic Encounter is two things. First off, the Destiny deck, which allows kind of like Destiny to pick out who you're going to attack. And the aliens are so alien that I'm, I'm really always very impressed by that. Roll for the Galaxy, great game. Um, really enjoy, once again, it's a 4X game but it utilizes dice the graphic design is fantastic and for me personally it does so much a better job than race for the galaxy as far as the iconography is concerned great star realms is an amazing two-player deck builder game where you can kind of like attack each other the entire time but build up a really fun deck and in a lot of ways it rivals dominion among the stars is fun it's a little clunky here and there basically as you build up this station but it does definitely invoke that kind of sci-fi futuristic theme. So I, for my first pick here, this is a rough one, but it's got to be Roll for the Galaxy. I mean, the production here is off the chart. The dice, the boards, everything's really great. 
and settling those different alien planets the artwork is really great too so that's my first pick all right roll for the galaxy that's a good pick um yeah i agree this is a bit tougher than the last one the last one had kind of an easy home run and then we had to pick one more i think in this one and like for me all these games roll for the galaxy is by far the best of the four i think in my opinion but they're all kind of in the same ballpark. They're all good games. They're all games I would play if you put them in front of me. So I'm going to go with Theme, and I think Cosmic Encounter, because it has that giant stack of, if you have all the expansions, you know, something like 100-plus alien races, and a lot goes into those to make them unique and interesting, that it really has kind of built out, if not lore, at least a lot of theme around the game, and every time you play it, it's a little bit different. So I'm going to go with Cosmic Encounter as my first pick. Well, I'm going to say for my second pick here... It's like you said, it's a rough one. Cosmic Encounters, definitely all about it. Star Realms does a good job because you have different factions, and the different faction ships are somewhat alien. So I do get that, but I don't necessarily think that I ever really feel that I'm playing a particular alien race, even though the mechanics are very good. So I'm going to say I want to go ahead and I'm going to say uh, Cosmic Encounters will be my second pick because the aliens are really fantastic theme wise in that game. All right. We are agreeing too much. Oh, <laughs> People man. want to hear a fight. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have some kind of Star Wars going on here, man. We will get there eventually. What kind of wars? What are you I, fighting I, over? It's it's a it's a thing I just thought up. You know, if you're oh. going to have a war. You do it in the stars because that's space. It's catchy. It's catchy. I, I like know. It. It's 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 just mine. Don't don't take it. Okay. okay sure. No, yeah. All right. I got a, I got an idea. Trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to Pool C. Uh, right. So we have here terraforming Mars, Space Hulk, Lune Architects, and Mission Red Planet. Lots of uh, solar system stuff here. So once again, all about developing here and a little bit battling here, of course. So let's. Let's talk Mars, man, because Terraforming Mars, fantastic kind of like tableau building game, which is one of my favorite things. Mission Red Planet, it's all about area control, landing your astronauts, especially the second edition really does a lot to bring that game up. And it's a little steampunkish, which I really do like a lot. Lunar Architects, once again, we're, we're back to kind of terraforming here. Does a great job of reimplementation of Glenmore. Space Hulk, man, it's the classic if you can pick it up. You've just done a really good thing. The classic, man. This this is really hard for a first pick here. There's a lot of a lot of solid games. You know what? Let's let's get the obvious one maybe out of the way. Let's say uh, Terraforming Mars. I think this is probably the closest to near future sci-fi we have on here. Everything else is pretty, you know, uh, loopy, but and out there. But uh, sure. I agree. I mean, we're still looking. You know, Terraforming Mars is still you know a 500 year plus you know, future game. I really like Lunar Architects. I would have said Mission Red Planet previously, but it's just not a game I get out all that often. Uh, it's a little bit random towards the end. And uh, I really like the aesthetic of that kind of, you know, steampunkish take on sci-fi. But Lunar Architects is just this really cool re-implementation, reimagining of Glenmore, but with a pretty solidly laid on theme, at least in my opinion, for a Euro player. So I'm going to pick that one first. My second one is going to be Mission Red Planet. I do really enjoy the first edition. The second edition definitely cleans some things up. The little astronaut minis are great. I mean, it's just so much fun to be able to try to land your people in these different quadrants. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mission Red Planet. I just, I like that card selection system. It really does something that's a lot of fun. Okay, so we have Terraforming Mars for sure, because I agree on that one. But then, but then Lunar Architects and Mission Red Planet, we have to decide which of these moves on. All right, Anthony, so Terraforming Mars is definitely moving on in our bracket, but it seems that Lunar Architects is facing down with Mission Red Planet. You know what that means. It's the cosmic comet coming down, and in this case, it's a D20. It's going to decide this. So what do you got for us? All right, so... The dreaded die, who has not made an appearance on a bracket in almost a couple years. We've been able to use the fan vote in the past, but this particular bracket, it doesn't work out that way. So we're going to roll a die, and the evens are going to be Lunar Architects. The odds are going to be Mission Red Planet. It's a d20, and here it goes. It is a two. So, Lunar Architects, moving on. Ah, 
Didn't get to use the force to switch that at the last second. All right, so we move on to Pool D. So what do we have here in Pool D, Anthony? Pool D, we have <clears throat> Eclipse, Tiny Epic Galaxies, Alien Frontiers, and Firefly, the game. Ooh, I'm lucky that's the game. If it was something else, it wouldn't fit in this bracket. <laughs> Eclipse, it's the other, I, I, I guess, 4X extraterrestrial game that's kind of been around for a while. We'll be getting a second edition. Once again, it does everything that Twilight Imperium does, but maybe not as well in some cases. You know, it's just, it has its own thing. Um, Tiny Epic Galaxies is kind of fun. It's a little dice rolling game. Uh, Alien Frontiers, great game. Basically, dice rolling, dice placement. Can be a little AP heavy, a little tricky. And uh, Firefly the Game, based on the great Firefly TV show and a a pretty nifty uh, pick-up-and-deliver game. For my first pick here, this is going to be a little rough as far as trying to pick one out of this list because this definitely has some big hitters. It's hard not to go with Eclipse. Just because while it is in some ways a shadow of Twilight Imperium 4, it does have enough of its own things that it definitely rivals Twilight Imperium 4 in a lot of ways. And we haven't seen the second edition yet, so it might even surpass it. Yeah, Eclipse is a great game. I know Jason's out there screaming at his headphones now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, we have we have people among us, among the podcasting crew over here who disagree, but the two ah. of us, two of us love it. This is a tough bracket for me because I like two of these. I dislike the other two, but thematically speaking, some of them do better than others. So I'm actually going to pick a game that I'm not a huge fan of mechanically, but I really like the theming and I really like how it kind of implements those various pieces and ideas from a sci-fi sense all the way down to the dice that you use, a little rocket ship. So I'm going to pick Alien Frontiers as my first. This is tough. I mean, as far as these last three games are concerned, Tiny Epic Galaxies does a nice little job with its kind of 4X model. Alien Frontiers, as far as building up your technology and area control, does a nice, nice job. It's been around for a while. I'm a big Firefly fan, so it's hard not to go ahead with that game as far as a pickup and deliver game. And it's had multiple expansions, so it's a little rough as far as that's concerned. But the game that I own... I guess the most stuff for is Alien Frontiers. So that's going to be my second pick. Alrighty. And uh, I guess the die can take a rest because my second pick is also Eclipse. What? Yes. All right. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> Remember, that's Anthony at BoardGamersAnonymous.com, Jason, if you want to uh, write to your buddy there. Or <laughs> yeah. yell at him at the other podcast. Yeah, he'll get me on Slack and then next time we record and... Like, you picked Eclipse and not Tiny Epic Galaxies? Yep. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough pick. It is a tough pick. I, I, I was It was a toss-up for me. All right, so moving on to Pool E. I have... Maybe this was on purpose. Maybe it wasn't. I just thought it would be funny. Star Wars Rebellion, Star Trek Fleet Captains, Quantum Helionox. So, st- Star wow. Wars versus Star Trek. And then a couple of other games. <laughs> good games, good games, I should mention. Quantum is a very good, very underrated game. We reviewed it a really long time ago, around the time we did the other bracket, actually, and really enjoyed that game. And Helionox is another one that's relatively recently got re-released, and I got a chance to review it maybe a year or two ago and had a lot of fun with it, and it's just super off the radar for people. So definitely well worth checking that out and tracking down if you see it anywhere. Yeah, all four games, great games. Obviously, Star Wars Rebellion, a two-player game with, I guess you would call it hidden movement, but basically it's hidden kind of like stay in the same planet unless you have to move at the last second. Great Miniatures definitely plays out the original trilogy in the best way possible. Star Trek Fleet Captains kind of like exploded. It was really a super thematic Star Trek game where you're exploring the galaxy, trying to hit your points. Came out with multiple expansions hasn't really kind of stayed around too much because the click system is so problematic. Quantum is a really fun game. I own Quantum. A little bit challenging as far as the original dice that came out with were problematic, but otherwise, a fantastic underrated game, as Anthony says. Hillenex, nice little game. Wow, first pick here. We're talking about themes. So, man, if it's going to be about theme and it needs to be about sci-fi theme... The best theming for the science fiction universe is going to be Star Trek Fleet Captains for me because 
the main mechanic is you're going to jump into a quadrant. You're going to flip over the quadrant. You're going to find out if there's a planet, if there's a quantum singularity, if there's a black hole. If there's some, there's an event there, you're going to roll a die to see what happens there. You're going to play out a particular episode from the show. So it's very, very space theme. You got the ships, but there's much more than the ships. So Star Trek Fleet Captain this is my first pick. Star Trek's always been something I'd enjoyed, and I know it's more of a sci-fi thing than Star Wars. Star Wars is like borderline fantasy. You've got space wizards and, uh, you know, giant (laughs) talking bears and all that. But... (laughs) Hey, that's going to be part of my trademark, man. (laughs) I trademarked the talking bear. (laughs) Yeah, talking bears. Who doesn't like that as a (laughs) sci-fi concept? But for me, Star Wars has been always the thing I think about when I think of sci-fi, whether it's hard sci-fi or not and star wars rebellion is the star wars game uh, especially for board gamers like us so i'm gonna go with star wars rebellion second pick here quantum does a really good job you get to kind of upgrade your your ships with different technology star wars rebellion is fantastic because you're going to get a bunch of miniatures kind of fly through the galaxy and mess with people i guess i could see going along with star wars rebellion because one of the aspects of the game happens to be the travel for the game, happens to be the landing the troops for the game, and I guess most especially happens to be blowing up other planets with a giant Death Star, which looks like a moon, right, Anthony? It's probably it's a moon, It's definitely right? a moon. I don't, what's a Death Star? Okay. I don't know. It's going to be part of my uh, you know, Star Wars Cinematic Universe once I get that oh, thing okay. going. All right, cool. So uh, Star Wars Rebellion definitely moves on to the next round. What about you, Anthony? What's your second pick? Uh, Okie dokie. So I've never played Fleet Captains. Looks pretty cool to let Star Trek stuff on the board, though. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give a little love to Quantum. This is a game that, honestly, I wish I had a copy of it. I don't think I do. But it's uh, really, really enjoyed it back in the day. And it has a lot of really cool mechanisms and kind of fun little quirks where you're playing with the dice and you interact with the rest of, um, you know, the, the map, I guess you call it. Uh, the galaxy, whatever whatever thing you're traveling through, <laughs> interacting with people. Um, Helinox, it's a close one. I really do enjoy this game. It's kind of a, a light, er, um, small box card game that can scale pretty well to, to anywhere between like one and four players. Has a couple different modes to it. The expansion adds a lot of good stuff. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with Quantum. All right, Anthony. So that brings back the dreaded space die to the table. So what's going to be? Alrighty, Star Trek evens, quantum odds, D20 rolling. We have a natural 20, so we blow Whoa. up the whole pool, right? It's a critical hit. <laughs> it's critical hit. Helinox? Is that how it works? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, so Star Trek Fleet Captains moves on there. All right. All right, so we now move on to pool... F, the dreaded pool here, Anthony. I know you are a big fan of these games. Uh, <laughs> All right, so first off, I know one of Anthony's favorite uh, games is Zaya, Legends of a Drift System. So Zaya is a 4X game that kind of utilizes a lot of sandbox mechanics because you can win a number of different ways, but there are certain win conditions that are more beneficial to others as you kind of transform and build up your ships. You kind of pick up and deliver to other different galaxies and you deal with the occasional pirate destruction and random stuff that tends to happen. Gaia project is, I I guess the best way to say it is it's Terra Mystica in space with some upgrades. Eminent domain is a little small box for X game. It's all about settling planets and domination and Gravwell escape from the ninth dimension Happens to be a favorite of our friend Daniel's. And that's all about utilizing cards to escape this gravitational pull. And a lot of kind of fun as far as kind of pushing your ship up and dropping other ships back. So for my first pick here, uh, it's kind of hard to say because, as Anthony said, there's a lot of love in, in this bracket for him. And... I'm going to say I'm going to go a little bit outside of the gravitational pull here just because I want some hard sci-fi. And I'm going to go with Gravwell, Escape from the Ninth Dimension, because it really has gone underneath the space radar because people don't know much about it. But it's a fun little game because you got these ships, you got these cards. It's 
all about the different elements and based upon when you play them and the other ships that are kind of aligned with you up front or behind, you, you have to kind of jockey for victory here. And it's definitely a lot of fun. So Gravwell, Escape from the Ninth Dimension! <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, Gaia Project is... It's not Zaya Project? It's Zaya, Pro- Zaya, Zaya right? It's Zaya. It's definitely oh, Zaya. Oh, yeah, no. No, it's it's Gaia Project. <laughs> <laughs> it's Terra Mystica in space! And that alone is enough for me. You took a great game, you gave it a little bit of theme, which is all I really asked for, and <laughs> some much better components, and fixed a bunch of the rule problems, and boom! Gaia Project. Done. Yeah, that's my pick. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Gaia Project does a lot of good things, right? It's kind of hard to go against a established system. Terra Mystica is a little dry for me, whether it's fantasy or Gaia, as far as that's concerned. But it does utilize fantasy in a great... It does utilize sci-fi in a great way because you are sending out satellites, you are settling planets, you are utilizing unique technology so i'm gonna go with gaia project as my second pick oh that's not fair now i have to think of another you want me to go with zaya no no i don't want you to go with zaya <laughs> but now i have to think of another game so the funny thing about zaya and this is another one where people are gonna get angry if we don't pick this but because i know a lot of people really love this game and from a science fiction perspective there's a lot here it's big huge sandbox tons of content really high quality components i just really didn't like it so <laughs> I can't pick it based that- solely on the gameplay experiences that I've had, but I respect it, and it does seem to have a lot of good theme to it. And that's Anthony at BoardGamersAnonymous.com. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with uh, the third game here that we haven't talked about too much, and that's <laughs> Eminent Domain, because this is also a fantastic game. Lots of great science fiction in here, and I think as a, on the heavier end uh, this represents well as a, a person who likes heavy games versus kind of the random sandbox blow up my ship repeatedly <laughs> misery simulator that was Zaya. wow <laughs> all right anthony so that's going to lead us to some heavy dice rolling here is it going to be eminent domain gravwell escape from the ninth dimension or on the one random critical fail, if you roll a number one, Zaya Legends of a Drift System wins the entire no. bracket. <laughs> Don't do that to me. That's the rules, man. All right, all right. I'll, I'll take those <laughs> odds. That's kind of how that game works. So there you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. I hear a thousand voices screaming out of their <laughs> podcasting system and being quiet all at once. <laughs> oh, man. So evens, eminent domain, odds, grab well. If I roll a one, we quit this podcast entirely. Done. <laughs> it is not a one. Thank God. 17. <laughs> Gravwell moves on. All right. Gravwell. We escape from the ninth dimension and we move on to the next pool. Pool G, Anthony. All right, so we have a couple of IP games here. The first one is Forbidden Stars, which is now out of print. So we could also say StarCraft here, if you like. Same system from Fantasy Flight. Big old 4X game based on the... Or Warhammer 40K universe. The next one is also out of print. Battlestar Galactica, also from Fantasy Flight Games. So they don't... They lose these licenses and they don't print them. Next up is Cry Havoc. This was a kind of Starcraftian game from Portal Games that came out a couple years ago. And last up, the heaviest of the bunch, Space Empires 4X, a big, meaty, chit-filled 4X game from GMT Games. So quite the spread here. They all do great things here. I I guess for my first pick here, just because it does the IP so well and goes above and beyond, Battlestar Galactica. I tend not to be a big fan of the hidden trader kind of mechanic but it does it so well here and especially with the expansions where you get the fighter ships and you need to jump all the time so you're kind of building towards that and the kind of cards that you play as far as encounters that you're dealing with does a great job Battlestar Galactica is my first pick. okay yeah it's a good pick yeah I was actually torn on this one uh, when I rolled up the the pools here I was like I don't know which of these I'm gonna pick Forbidden Stars is a great game but I really haven't had a chance to play it in full and like a lot of fantasy flight games it runs a little long um battlestar like you said it captures that theme perfectly and it's one of my favorite sci-fi shows period so it, it kind of jumps to the top for me Cry havoc is a very interesting asymmetrical game that i still believe is balanced on, on 
if played properly, but everybody has to play their race perfectly. You can't do something different. You got to go with the asymmetry, otherwise it is imbalanced. And then Space Empires 4X is one of the um, better games in the GMT lineup, and it's super overlooked because of how heavy and kind of intimidating it looks. So I could go with any of these. It's kind of tough. But if, if you were going to ask me which game I thought really captured sci-fi and the hard science and crunchy math and all that that goes into all this, I'm going to pick the the oddball, actually, and I'm going to go with Space Empires 4X. All four of these games are great, and they all implement a lot of great mechanics here. I think what you said as far as the Forbidden Stars has kind of run a little bit too long. But since it's been based upon StarCraft, which is a fabulous game, especially kind of utilizing the different aliens as far as individual asymmetrical type of races, I'm going to go with the StarCraft slash Forbidden Stars because I think that's iconic and I think it's better played out in that type of versions than the Cry Havoc version. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Anthony. So that leads us to our dreaded space die. It's going to determine the destiny of this future bracket. What's it going to be? Forbidden Stars is even. Space Empires is odds. And a one doesn't do anything because we're out of pool F. Ha ha ha. All right, we have a 14. That is even. And so we've got... Forbidden Stars, moving on. All right. So finally, we jump into Pool H. We're looking at Level 7 Omega Protocol, Legendary Encounters, Aliens, Doctor Who, Time of the Daleks, and a kind of re-implementation brought back because it's a great game, Dune slash Rex. Okay. Yeah, this is a tough one again. Uh, Level 7 Omega Protocol is one of a series of games. I think this is really the only good one in that series, but it is a very, very good game. And it it's not really under the radar necessarily, but you don't hear a lot about it. Uh, I think just because of the publisher, just kind of, you just doesn't get a lot of buzz. It's still out there, though. You can still pick it up. Legendary Encounters Alien is the best legendary game, in my opinion, including out of all the encounters. It's got decent artwork it's got well implemented uh, mechanics for each of the different films that are represented in the the game system that encounter system really works well with alien in particular thematically much better than it does for some of the other themes and you really do feel like you're moving through those films i have not played doctor who time of the daleks so i can't speak to that one too well and then dune rex both of which are out of print hard to find dune incredibly hard to find very expensive is an all-time classic and it's just a matter of time until someone re-implements this game system into something new again or if we get that long threatened dune movie that's going to be redone again maybe they'll bring it back i think for me of these four i'm going to go with legendary encounters alien as my first pick just because it really captures that film so well and it's the best of that system and it's a very solid game gameplay-wise. Well, for me, one of these games definitely jumps out more than the rest, and that's going to be the Dune Rex system. I have a copy of Rex. I was lucky enough to pick that up. I guess a used copy, but it's still a very good copy. What's dynamic about that game, once again, it's utilizing that all these four games are great. Uh, One definitely stands out for me because the mechanics are so iconic and the gameplay is so great. That's Dune slash Rex. I love the Dune universe. plays well in the game. I have a copy of Rex. Really have enjoyed that. It utilizes the Twilight Imperium 4 universe, but what really stands out is it's about kind of conquering the galaxy, these different planets that are on the board, this whole bombardment fleet that can kind of mess you up. You send your troops into battle, you have these particular leaders, you can go for joint victories. Each of the player powers are radically different from each other. Lots of fun. Dune and Rex is my first pick. <sighs> That's a tough one. I mean, I think for me, it's a toss-up for me between level 7 and Dune Rex, but I think you kind of talked me into it with the uh, Rex and Dune there because just the mechanics here, they're different than pretty much everything else we've talked about. There aren't a lot of games that have that um, kind of level of uh, negotiation and working together. They're, they're certainly, it's part of some of these games, but it's not like that core of the game like it is here. Um, and it really does capture kind of the feel of Dune, of those books, and what those are about. So I'm going to go with that as well as my second one. And my second one is going to be Doctor Who Time of the Daleks. It's a dice rolling game, but what's really interesting about it is actually the board set up because you're going to be the doctors, and everyone gets to be a doctor, 
and you have the different doctors from the different, I guess, reincarnations, and everyone plays them, but when someone gets killed, all the reincarnations move, and then you become the new doctor along that timeline. What's especially thematic about the game as far as a sci-fi concept is you're using the TARDIS and you're rolling the dice to see where you go, but you're basically going to these different planetary systems or you're going to Earth and then you have to kind of deal with that situation there. You're picking up alien companions, which is a lot of fun, and you're picking up earthly companions. It really is Doctor Who in a box more than any game and Doctor Who is all about time and space. Really amazing aliens, plays very well. Doctor Who, Time of the Daleks. My second pick. All right. So now we need to die. I need a sonic screwdriver to get myself out of this yeah, one, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if it can reach over here to my die. So we got even number is Legendary Encounters Alien. Odd will be Doctor Who. Time of the Daleks. Rolling now. It is a, another natural 20. Wow. Why are we not playing D&D right Wow. Now? So <laughs> <laughs> um, we have evens, which is Legendary Encounters Alien. Moving on. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. I'm going to change that. <laughs> All right, Anthony, why don't you roll the die and see what turns out? Oh, huh? no, no, didn't work. Oh, damn it. So we move on. Now we went through all our pools. So, Anthony, what do we have for our next round? All right. So in the next round, we're going to reseed all these, place them in order uh, from 1 to 16, and then break them down into one-on-one matchups until we have one game that reigns supreme. We have reached the actual bracket, my friend. All right, Anthony. So it is now through every scientific convention possible, breaking space and time and multiverses, here we are at our second level brackets. So what do we have for our first matchup? Alrighty, so we're gonna kick things off with Twilight Imperium 4 versus Loon Architects. I think I know the answer. <laughs> I think the answer in this case would be four instead of forty-two, because we don't unfortunately happen to have a you know forty-two-esque game here. So I'm gonna go vote for Twilight Imperium 4. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, I love Lunar Architects, but Twilight Imperium 4 is um, definitely a superior game in this case. All right, so Twilight Imperium 4 moves on to the next round. Next up, we have Cosmic Encounter, our eight seed, versus Star Trek Fleet Captains, our number nine seed. Anthony? This is actually a little bit harder than the last one, but I think for me, I'm going to go with Cosmic Encounter. Like I said, giant stack of aliens, and how can you go wrong? Well, I'm going to tell you how you can go wrong because it is maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Trek Fleet Captains. Come on, man. What are you talking about? Let's boldly go where a lot of people have gone before, but let's let's do it anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, the die's going to decide, and these 20s have been coming up a lot for me, so we'll see how we do. Evens, Cosmic Encounter, Odds, Star Trek Fleet Captains, roll. Come on. 10. Cosmic Encounter moves Ah, oh, come on, Q. Help us out here. Come on, man. Do something for us. <laughs> All right. So Cosmic Encounter oh. moves on to the next round. Next up, our number five seed, Forbidden Stars, versus our number 12 seed, Legendary Encounters, Alien. All right, Anthony, what do you got here? Okay. So this one's a little bit tougher for me. I kind of want to go with Legendary, but Forbidden Stars is such a big, epic scope of a game, and StarCraft in particular. Really wish we could still play that one. So I'm going to go with the... The higher seed. I'm going to go with Forbidden Stars. Yeah, I'm going to go with Forbidden Stars, especially because of StarCraft. It's still out there in some random locations like our friend Dave's house. So let's Zerg rush it to the next <laughs> round, Anthony. All right, Anthony. It's Star Wars Rebellion versus Alien Frontiers. Uh, that, yeah, this is about as easy as it gets for me. Star Wars all the way. Star Wars is a fantastic game. You know what, though? I had the idea first, but I'm going to go with Alien Frontiers because... I like myself a crunchy euro there. All right, die. Don't fail me. Don't fail me. Come on. No upsets. No upsets. <laughs> Star Wars Rebellion is evens. Alien Frontiers is odds. 11. Ah. No. <laughs> oh, man. We're doing this over Skype. I could have just lied. But I'm, I'm even li I don't cheat. I don't cheat. Uh, What's next? All right. Next up is Gaia Project versus Dune slash Rex. Anthony, what do you got here? Okay, so this one's pretty tough because Gaia Project, again, love this game. So happy it exists. But Dune Rex is such a great uh, system, and in both cases, the theme is really strong. Um, I think I'm still going to stick with Gaia Project, uh, at least at this stage, but it's a close one for me. Yeah, for me, the spice must flow, Anthony. Let's see what Dune Rex has on our dice. 
Okay, evens or Gaia Project. Ah, Dune Rex. It's a four. Gaia Project moves on. Ah, all right. So next up is Eclipse versus Gravwell. Escape from the Ninth Dimension. Oh, okay. So Eclipse. Yeah, sorry, Jason. I'm going with Eclipse again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a gravel does something so particularly interesting that it's something you shouldn't miss. But man, Eclipse does a number of great things, especially if you want to build up a space fleet. So I'm going to go with Eclipse again. And somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, Jason's head is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're okay for now. But if it wins overall, his head might explode. <laughs> All right, so... Eclipse moves on to the next round. Next up, Roll for the Galaxy versus Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, okay. So, Roll for the Galaxy, one of the most accessible games on this list. And yet, I'm going to go with Battlestar Galactica because, like I said, it's one of my favorite sci-fi IPs in general, especially for that like hard sci-fi. And it really, really works so well in this particular game. I wish it was still available for people. But, yeah, that's my pick. Both great games you know as anthony said roll for the galaxy accessible and still a very crunchy fun euro game Battlestar galactica does i guess hit and roll probably better than anybody and yet when i played with anthony the game i figured out who the cylon was i asked him to shoot the cylon he didn't shoot the cylon he's gonna pay for that man it's gotta be a roll for the galaxy roll the die anthony it's gotta be a roll for the galaxy that was five years ago i still remember you could have shot the cylon i figured it out Literally five years ago. Uh, we barely knew each other. It was so long ago. You should have <laughs> right. trusted me, man. <laughs> well, I would now. <laughs> Roll for the Galaxy's evens. Battlestar Galactica's odds. We have a 13. Battlestar Galactica. Ah, you failed me again, Chatfield. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't shoot the Cylon. All right. Finally, we have... Terraforming Mars versus Jump Drive. Uh, easy. Easy, easy, easy. Terraforming Mars. Man, I do love myself some Jump Drive, but, you know, Terraforming Mars does a lot of things once again. So I'm going to go with Terraforming Mars, and Terraforming Mars moves on to the next round. All right, Anthony, what's up for our third bracket? All right, so we are on to the next round of this. We're down to eight games. We're going to run these down to four, then two, then pick one. So, rapid fire, let's knock them off. Uh, first matchup is Twilight Imperium 4 versus Cosmic Encounter. What do you think? Great, great aliens and Cosmic Encounter. But, you know, surprisingly enough, Twilight Imperium's alien races do play very well. So I'm going to go with Twilight Imperium 4. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the one thing that I've been saying about Cosmic Encounter is lots of great aliens, but Twilight Imperium 4 has 17 of its own, and they're pretty good. And some of them are a little bit tropey but most of them are pretty unique so i'm gonna go with ti4 as well <coughs> all right who's next up next up we have forbidden stars and starcraft versus alien frontiers all right this is a rough one here two really great games man they play really well but i'm gonna go for something a little more crunchy this time i'm gonna go for some alien frontiers yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the other one. I'm going to go with Forbidden Stars. I, I think I'm still, still in with the 4X on this side. All right, Anthony, that brings out our galaxy-altering cosmic die. Die's getting a lot of work today. Um, <laughs> so we've got evens for Forbidden Stars, odds for Alien Frontiers. Let's see what fate says. 11. Alien Frontiers it is. All right, so Alien Frontiers moves on to the next round. What do we have up next, Anthony? All right, so Gaia Project up against another pretty crunchy Euro, Eclipse. So lots of cubes here. All right, both really great games. So much fun to play both. But you know what? It's going to be 4X. And I think Eclipse does it a little bit better. Just being able to build up the technology with Eclipse is a lot more fun and a lot more diverse than Gaia Project. You know what? I actually agree. I'm gonna. This is where I'm probably going to jump off the Gaia Project train. It is a pretty abstractish kind of game eclipse really has a lot going for it when you get into 4x versus really any euro you're going to get a little bit more out of the theme so i'm going to go with eclipse as well and jason's brain expands just a little bit more a little bit more 
We're getting there. <laughs> All right, and the last matchup in this round is Battlestar Galactica versus Terraforming Mars. Man, Terraforming versus Hidden Roll. I, I think I'm going to jump ship here off the off Mars here, and I think I'm going to go Battlestar Galactica because when I'm thinking fantasy theme, while Terraforming Mars does a great job as far as building up the technology, when you play Battlestar Galactica, you really do feel like you're on that ship. You do feel claustrophobic. You do feel that there's a lot going on here as far as the race to get home versus kind of the robot invaders. So I'm going Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, this one's tough for me. I agree with you on everything you said, and yet Terraforming Mars is one of my favorite games. And it's not the, you know, the harder space sci-fi that we're seeing in a lot of these other games, but it really does evoke like what could happen, you know. Sure. out in space as, as time moves on. So I'm going to stick with Terraforming Mars, but it's a, it's a close one for me. All right, Anthony, let's roll the die and let's see if it's a Cylon. All right, evens or Battlestar, odds, Terraforming Mars, rolling. And we have 13, so Terraforming Mars moves on. All right, Terraforming moves on to the next round. Anthony, it's getting down there. We have our top four. What's, what are we starting off with? Okay, so Twilight Imperium 4 versus Alien Frontiers. Wow, this is, once again, it just gets tighter and tighter each step of the way. Man, do I want the 4X version of Space Conquering, or do I want the more dice-rolling Euro type of version with Alien Frontiers? This is kind of a rough one here. It's hard to see which one kind of implements the fantasy, the sci-fi theme better. Alien Frontiers does a great job, but Twilight Imperium 4 just does it a little bit better. So I'm going to go with Twilight Imperium 4. Yes, I agree. Although I, I would say it does it a lot better. So I'm going to go with that. Twilight Imperium 4, is, it's, that's a game. All right. Alien Frontiers is all right. <laughs> it's a great game. Come on. I, it's all right. All right. So our... Final matchup in this bracket, Anthony, what do you have for us? All right, we have Eclipse still in there versus Terraforming Mars. Terraforming Mars does a great job, especially when you're talking about dealing with generations of technology and travel. If I'm talking about sci-fi theming, I do feel that Eclipse does a better job as far as technology is concerned, and that's Typically, what Terraforming Mars is known about, about building up the technology, I'm putting up new technological advancements on my ships, and that's affecting not just the planets as far as I play, but also the space around it. So it's not just, you know, build a powerful ship and roll dice. The technologies do play a big part, and the races are so asymmetrical that it really does make me feel like I'm playing a a sci-fi game so i'm gonna go with eclipse yeah i, I agree uh I'm, almost everything you said my only thing is i'm thinking twilight imperium 4 and eclipse i know i know that's not the two games that are up against each other but thinking about the next round and terraforming mars is definitely not kind of in that same vein it's more of a again it's more of a good like close to earth kind of science fiction i i do like eclipse i do feel like it has a lot going for it i just feel like there's other games that do it better and are a little less fiddly and honestly like show me eclipse second edition and i might change my tune on that because i feel like there's a, a very good game hidden under there with just a lot of chaff that needs to be cleaned away and you know, cleared up a little bit so i'm gonna stick with terraforming mars and we're gonna let the die decide which one comes out here all right anthony roll away evens for eclipse odds for terraforming mars it is a five Terraforming Mars. All right, so we have our final matchup. This is it. The Twilight Imperium 4 versus Terraforming Mars. Anthony, we kind of knew it was going to get here, but still surprised that it showed up as this battle here. What are you thinking? Yeah, I know. It's. I think uh, I can I can say that, like the contest entry is 85, 90% of them picked one of these two games oh, to win boy. overall. So a lot of people are going to get their five points. Um, from whichever one of these comes out on top. And a lot of people are listening now right now, but like, ah, I want my five points. <laughs> um, and it's funny because you do have, you have like the ultimate 4X, big, giant, sprawling space game, Twilight Imperium 4. And then you've got Terraforming Mars, which is actually higher rated on BGG, I should say, but 
is it just this kind of epic experience in its own right, but very much more about the science of science fiction, whether that science has occurred yet or not. So it's really two different ends of the spectrum here. And it's kind of funny because we didn't have a lot of those science-y games on sure. the list. When I'm thinking sci-fi, though, when I'm thinking like a game that represents like, this is what I want when I'm reading, you know, like a Heinlein novel or, you know, watching Battlestar Galactica or Star Trek or something, Twilight Imperium 4 really captures almost all of that. It's got combat it's got diplomacy it's got manipulation and backstabbing and deal making and agendas and all these different things that you think about when you think of science fiction it's very it's a very social genre it's all about the interaction between these different races and how they kind of manipulate and manage and live together in this not so big galaxy and terraforming mars on the other hand you have this perfect like little picture of like turning a planet into something hospitable for human life. It's like that first step in all these other games. It's the first thing that happens before anything else happens and we get out into the galaxy. Because of the scope alone and because of the experience and because I feel like I'm part of it, though, I'm going to go with Twilight Imperium 4. Both really great games, both wonderful science fiction space games, especially about kind of conquering, developing planet, utilizing their resources for future generations. Twilight Imperium 4 has really fantastic components. It's it's really hard to knock them on anything, especially it's the brand new edition and they streamlined a lot of good things. Terraforming Mars is tremendous amount of fun, especially building all those different tableaus, utilizing those different technologies. As you said, it's, it's a brilliant first step and it does it so well. It, it takes into consideration so many of the different technologies that would go into play as far as terraforming a planet's concerned. And obviously, Mars is the next step. And Anthony and I are big Mars fans, so anytime a Mars game pops up, we're always jumping all over that. Really a difficult choice. Apples and oranges here. You know, for me, if I got to play something and both are playing at the table, it's hard not to want to play Twilight Imperium because it definitely has that sci-fi, epic, cosmic kind of vibe to it where Terraforming Mars is a definitely great game and deserving to be here in the final matchup, but it's definitely missing the epicness. Maybe it's the components, maybe it's the artwork here, but Twilight Pier 4 does it well in all aspects. All right, so we have a winner. All right, Anthony, so we have our final pick, but let's just run back and see what our listeners had to say about their number one pick. Yeah, so like I said, uh, the vast majority of people picked either TI4 or terraforming mars um and then of the of that breakdown it was almost half of all the picks were twilight imperium 4 so i think a lot of people expected us to end up here i'm not surprised we ended up here this is kind of where i thought (laughs) kind of the game i thought would pull out on top but you never really know like certain matchups can kind of sway you in one direction or another but twilight imperium 4 is just such a great presentation and experience and anybody who's played it i think is going to put it at the top of this list. Well, Anthony, that just leaves one thing left. We still have to roll the cosmic die to see if we end up with a one and if Zaya Project, the legend of the drift system, comes out the top winner. All right, I'll do it. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> but just keep in mind, you can't see the die roll, so who knows what it's going to be. Oh, it's a seven, oh. which is right next to the one. Wow, that's really... <laughs> we would have seen Anthony's brain explode if that actually turned out to be the case. <laughs> Just here to tap, tap, click, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and he never podcast again. Oh, man. All right, Anthony. So we had a lot of fun on our brand new Bracket Gamers Anonymous podcast. We're really enjoying it. And especially with this sci-fi theme for this bracket was a lot of fun. But let's get to the part which everyone absolutely does care about. Let's get on to our winner for the bracket. So who do we have? Congratulations to Peter Matz. Peter Matz got 31 out of 37 possible points. He missed three in the pools, but got everything else right, including the top winner. Uh, Congratulations. A lot of people got really close, but Peter came out on top. There we go. Congratulations. Good picks. Excellent picks. And we are so glad that the Cosmic Die did not throw you off. Although it would have been funny if it was Zaya Legend of the Drift System, because then Anthony's brain would explode and, you know... That mean, you know, uh, Jason could have done a podcast together all about Eclipse, and then his brain would explode, and then it would just be bumped me by myself. But, you know, then I would eventually find an alien to kind of co-host because, you know, we're big sci-fi fans, so we know people. 
you know, giant. Why are you trying to exploit everybody's brain, man? Well, that's part it's, of the sci-fi universe, man. Is this an? Is this like a? Are you admitting to something? Is this confessional? Right well, now? I, what's going on? <laughs> I have sci-fi powers, man. Did you not know that? Ah, uh, hmm. I only use them for I think good. The force does that. <laughs> that's it for this episode. Until next time, this is Chris, and this is Anthony, and we'll save you the number one seed in our bracket.